0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another SmackDown Roundup. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, here to discuss the October 28th edition of Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Lots to cover, lots to get into, but before we do that, before we go down the bloodline rabbit hole, before we <laughs> dig into all these different things, before we talk about Uncle Howdy, before we talk about the return of Emma, I first want to give a little bit of love to Eric L1986, who left a five-star review for this show on Apple Podcasts. They said there's no better word to describe this podcast than Usi. <laughs> this might be my favorite review so far. It's perfect. For my morning walk and drive to work, and you can tell that Ryan is a huge wrestling fan. The man reenacted the Triple H-Stephanie drive through wedding from 1999 huge congratulations on your marriage by the way thanks dog the show reviews are delivered as if you and ryan went to a bar the day after a show and you turned to ryan and said hey yo i missed the show last night what happened and ryan fills you in on every detail so that you're all caught up very oozy ryan very oozy <laughs> what a perfect review god i loved that review that that think that might be the best one anyone's left for the show so far eric l 1986 thank you so much dude i'm glad you enjoy the show i'm glad you enjoy the podcast i'm glad you enjoy the, the roundups i'm glad you don't get annoyed by me just talking to myself i'm glad you're invested uh i uh i really enjoy doing these podcasts so appreciate it my man let's get into the uci start of this show speaking of uci we had the brawling brutes Versus Solo, Sokoa, and Sami Zayn. And the finish saw Jay Uso help Sami by pulling him out of the ring before Butch could moonsault onto him. Sami was pissed about this because he was clearly awake and ready to reverse this maneuver. And while arguing with Jay about it, ringside Ridge plowed the bloodline down. Sami then got back into the ring and got rolled up by <laughs> I wrote the wrong name down here multiple times. I wrote Pete Dunne down here multiple times. Oops. <laughs> Got rolled up by Butch. After the match, Jay and Sammy kept arguing, but Solo and Jimmy appeared to side with Sammy in the situation because they're getting mad at Jay Uso, too. And that's when Roman Reigns' music hit, and out came the head of the table looking pissed off. Now, uh, I mean, before we get into this Roman, you know, bloodline business, first we can just talk about this match. Good stuff here. Um, I really, you know, I, I I think that Ridge and Pete have really grown some good chemistry as a team. I think that even, you know, without Sheamus there, I, I people are into them. People are into what the Brawling Brutes are doing right now. People are feeling butch. No one's annoyed about the name change anymore. They're gelling together as a team. And I like everything the Brawling Brutes are doing. I'm not sure. I couldn't... I, I felt like that music was new, but I could be wrong. I uh, could be wrong. I know it sounds like Seamus music, but it had a little bit of different vibe to it. Either way... Um, it's always good to have another team in the division that you can count on, like the Brawling Brutes. Pete Dunn obviously, is someone who is a veteran of, of wrestling at this point, even if he's not a veteran of the main roster. Someone you can count on to have good matches when, when, when asked upon, when called upon to do so. And so, uh, good stuff here. Solo Sokoa continues to prove his worth in quick time. Sami Zayn, obviously, fun to watch. So this was good all around, no complaints here whatsoever, and smart to give the win to the Brawlin' Brutes. Obviously, Sheamus, I didn't do a roundup last week because I was leaving for Vegas, but, you know, Sheamus gets taken out last week. We're clearly heading to the Bloodline and Brawling Brutes in a full-blown feud where it's got to end. With Roman versus Sheamus. That's where I think this is all going towards once Sheamus comes back. I'm guessing that would be after Crown Jewel since Roman already has Logan. So if that's the case, which in my opinion, I I would say I strongly believe that it is smart to give a win to the Brawling Brutes here. Because all it does is add further credibility to their team, even if it's just a roll-up win on Sami Zayn. It helps when they get to Brawlin' Brutes versus the Bloodline. Now, like I said, Roman Reigns' his music hit. Out comes the head of the table looking pissed off. And then after the break, Roman asks for the mic. But the crowd surprisingly begins to chant for Logan Paul. And I think that we as wrestling fans have kind of said like, oh, well, wrestling fans love everything that Roman's doing so much now. And it's not the Roman of old. So there's it's going to be hard. Myself, I'm I'm guilty here. I was one of the people saying this where I was like, I don't know, can Logan get people to cheer for him? It, uh, to me, you know, you see, you see what's going on with like something like this weekend where you know, his brother is his brother is um, you know, res- or wrestling. <laughs> is fighting uh, against Anderson Silva and I still think he's kind of the heel going into it and so I think people do typically view them as heels but this crowd was chanting for Logan Paul so Logan does appear he does appear to be turning the crowd in some way towards his favor which is good it means WWE is doing the right things you know they they're doing the right things with Logan Paul and, and getting people to cheer for him which I would not have expected uh, he then so then Roman Says if you two are going to act like kids, you'll be treated as such. So he wants everything laid out between them so they can move forward. So, first, Sammy says he doesn't understand what's going on either, since he likes Jay, but Jay can't seem to stand him. And he's like, dude, everybody seems fine but you. And he tries to shake hands, but Jay says to get it out of his face. He doesn't like anything about Sammy, especially his honorary shirt. He says, you don't belong here. You're not part of our bloodline. Use a fake ass ooze. <laughs> that line made me laugh. Just because it was such like a disrespectful thing to say. And uh, you know, it's there's like a kind of like a gasp. And this whole time, you know, Roman is just kind of standing in front of them in case things get out of line. He's not even really reacting to all the things being said, but then Uh, you know, after this, Sammy says, the tribal chief said that he wants peace. What are you doing? And Jay reacts saying, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief wants, which instantly prompts an angry reaction from Roman. The crowd's like, oh, the whole bloodline, you can see their faces. They all have different reactions. Reigns then turns slowly while the rest of the group looks on. uh, And before he can, you know, Lay out an ass whooping to Jay, or or punish him for what he said. Sammy intervenes, says Jay didn't mean that. It was really wrong, but Jay has been going through a lot lately. Lately, he just hasn't been very usy. <laughs> this part eventually. Well, before I say that, Roman finally says if he doesn't, if if Jay doesn't get his act together, he might make Sammy an actual USO. Sammy. Uso, no longer honorary Justin an Uso. And this whole, this this was just amazing from a pure entertainment standpoint. But most of all, like, even if they hadn't been corpsing, it would have been funny. But the scene going on here was next level. Sammy, when he dropped that line saying that Jay just lately hasn't been very Usoy, you can see if you go back and watch the video everyone try to like contain themselves even Jimmy in the background he slowly covers his mouth you know Paul is trying to contain his smile Roman is to him but he he just can't and then when he says then when Roman himself says oh is it you know he's not Usi you can just see all of them they just can't stop laughing it's like a, it's like I'm um, watching uh it's like watching Jimmy Fallon do an SNL sketch back in the day, where he they were all just laughing so hard the whole time. And yeah, okay, maybe that's not the reason why I say I loved it, but it is. It is. I don't care. It's not often that we see wrestlers breaking like that. And the fact that Sammy can get these serious-ass dudes to all break over saying something as stupid as Usi is so good to me. Like, I... I've had to refrain from using the word oosie in my daily life in my daily life with people who don't watch wrestling because I know they'll have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. But it's such a good word. It's so good. It's so dumb and I love dumb and it's so good dumb. Like it's the most it's the best kind of dumb where I just can't help but laugh at it. Um yeah, the whole oosie thing is just it's just too funny to me. And, and just seeing, you know, because I get where this storyline is going, and they kind of got off track because they were laughing so much. But I don't care. In the grand scheme of things, it won't matter. What matters is that you can tell everyone's having fun. That's what matters to me. You know, I think that for so long, everyone was walking on eggshells. It felt like when you were watching the show and everyone was so scared to do one thing that might be perceived as Bad backstage, but I think everyone's just having fun again, and Sammy just getting all the bloodline to break with Usi is perfect. I love it. <laughs> uh, we had a video package after that for Viking Raiders with Sarah Logan saying that Valhalla awaits. I believe we saw both of the Viking Raiders now in this in this video package. It's not just um, it's not just Ivar being repackaged. I believe Eric was in it now as well and i think that i be, let, me, let me backtrack Not i think i want to say this um i'm 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 very interested to see how the new how the the viking raiders are portrayed when they come back because in nxt you know they were definitely positioned well and they were they were they were the ca- I liked the characters of the Viking Raiders in Nxt so I think I think that they will do better under triple H I'm just wondering how you know it, I'm trying to think of the right way of word and this. this is why I'm starting and stopping and stammering and trying to figure out the wor- the way I want to word this but I think that when I watch this though I'm conf- I feel like they just had a repackage as darker characters and i get that they want to get rid of the whole new and vicious viking raiders thing but they just had a repackage i'm also wondering how much you can really repackage guys whose characters are vikings like just give us the viking raiders you know i don't know if i need a million packages hyping their return or whatever i kind of liked what they were doing before but one happy to see Sarah Logan is back with them. Well, it sounds exactly like Sarah Logan. I'm assuming it's Sarah Logan since she's married to Eric. And I just, uh, yeah, I just, um, I like the Viking Raiders. So I just, in my opinion, I don't know if they need a ton of video packages to reestablish them. Um, I think that they can just have good matches and be themselves. However, I realized that the some people were turned off by the new and vicious thing, and that. It might be a good idea to just show that they're vicious and scary and dark Vikings rather than, um, you know, continually being said. But I don't know. I think I just want to watch them wrestle. I want to watch them wrestle again. So uh, maybe Eric's still injured and that's why they're doing this. But, um, yeah, it hasn't quite hooked me like I would have liked. I just, I just want to see them back in the ring. I want to see them wrestling again. Yeah. Um, I scrolled so far away from my notes in that part. Oops. (laughs) Excuse me. After that, we had Maximum Male Models versus New Day. New Day point out the similarities between Maximum Male Models and Tyler Breeze and Rick Martell and Billy and Chuck. And then they ultimately win with the Midnight Hour. Not a lot to chew on here. Match was fairly short, fairly standard. But... Uh, I will say that Massey's uh, mustache, pretty, pretty fabulous. <laughs> I like it. But also, you know, I don't think that maximum male models need to be treated as a serious team. It's not bad to have a comedy team that loses and stuff. Um, you know, it's good to have a few teams around like that that, that are just, you know, for, for comedy purposes. So I got no problem with any of this. I am I'm, I'm much happier about New Day being taken more seriously as competitors again though that's that's kind of how I feel about it like I think that talking about their legacies and stuff like that and I just think that it's it they're being positioned in a more respectful manner again. Sonya is asked backstage if she plans to answer Ronda's open challenge, but Sonya instead turns her attention to Liv Morgan live then once again attacks out of nowhere and they fight until being separated later in the show it was announced we getting a we're getting a no DQ match between these two next week I'm guessing live is gonna win that one to get some of her momentum back after losing the title um this is another thing that was kind of copy and paste from other things that we've seen on Smackdown recently. Um, we saw this last week and, and maybe, or however long ago it was, and not last week because I didn't do one last week, so two weeks ago, and uh, this that one was better because at least like Liv jumped off of something cool, so there really wasn't a lot to, to di- digest here uh, similar to what they've been doing with these two, but then after that, we did have something big happen, but before I get to that, let's have a quick commercial break. Okay, so next, Ronda comes out, Ronda Rousey comes out for her open challenge. Ronda heals it up on the mic, saying that only greats can recognize greatness, and you're all too mediocre to even know what you're looking at. She then says, who's feeling lucky tonight, and surprisingly, the music of Emma hits former NXT superstar, former WWE superstar, uh, to Neil Dashwood from Impact and ROH. Uh, she's back in WWE, and honestly, man, before we even get to the match, I'm really happy to see her back. I always felt like she was awesome in NXT. People loved what she was doing in NXT, and just always felt like Vince did, it, it, to me, just from a fan perspective, it just didn't feel like he understood the character as much as Triple H did in NXT. Or just didn't see as much in it. And I always felt like she was one of the people in in WWE who, there. she was one of the first NXT call-ups that was kind of botched. Could have been a lot bigger than she was. Um, there was the Emelina stuff. There was other stuff that happened uh, along the way but I just always felt like she could have been a bigger deal than she was. So I was really happy to see her back, you know, after you know, she's been gone. I think it was like exactly 5 years I saw. I think it was like a couple days difference of when she's released to when she returned. And you know what? She's someone who has persisted since getting released. I respect so much when someone gets released and 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 just keeps keeps hammering at it, keeps pushing on, keeps living their dream outside of wwe and just keeps hustling so that eventually when the time comes again they're ready for it and 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 i i love that i love that because that's really what she's done she's really been you know killing it still she's been doing lots of good stuff in impact she's been she's been uh, you know still has a social media presence and i think she still has a fan base and so i think That it was a smart decision to bring her back once her contract with Impact expired. I think that she can definitely bring something to the women's division still. I think that the more... um, What's the word I'm looking for? More uh, seasoned talent that we have in those roles. we I say we. WWE has in those roles. The better it will be for us. Now it's we. uh, For us, the viewers. So I think it's good all around to have Emma back. And honestly, like... They were really hyping up her accomplishments from NXT back in the day. It was mentioned that she was one of the women's wrestling trailblazers when NXT women were first coming up, and this is true, despite her not getting much credit for it over the years as time passed, and I really thought it was cool that Emma got a surprising amount of offense in, considering that she hasn't been on WWE uh, WWE TV in years and was against Ronda Rousey who is one of the top women in the entire company and like like Rhonda had to hit her with an eye rake with the refs back turned in order to hit or finish her finisher and then lock in the arm bar. but she had to cheat to win because Emma was putting up such a fight against her. And that's pretty big. That's pretty big for Emma. Emma, you know, when she was around before, I don't know if she was even um, you know sh- shown in that light as a, as a strong competitor. I don't know if she was ever really, you know, treated as such. And here, like, she's putting it, you know, putting work in with, with Ronda Rousey, who is an MMA legend, who is a legit fighter. And Emma's in there hitting the, the Emma Mite sandwich on her, which I missed being able to say that name. Such a good name for a move. And it looks cool. I love that move when she runs into the corner doing that. And Rhonda too in this match was was busting out some interesting offense doing a new uh, submission move uh, on the apron little fancy kicks that she was trying to do little judo kicks and st- or whatever ju-, ju like she was kicking around doing some some karate or whatever you want to call whatever it was I don't know I probably have the wrong terminology here but she was definitely throwing some kicks about um, and then Emma had that cool reversal where she did the wheelbarrow suplex lots of good stuff man like really cool to see emma i've said cool a lot but i can't think of another word to describe it just cool because like once again like these little things like add up you know when you're not releasing people anymore and you're just hiring people that fans never stopped liking it's great they bring i don't know what his contracts are like but if you're bringing back all these people there's one person who I'm wondering what his... What, what Like, there's one person I want to see back in WWE with all the people that are getting brought back. And that is Zack Ryder. Matt Cardona. I want to see him back in WWE. Never should have been released in the first place. But the guy has continued to prove himself outside of WWE for years. For years. He's had some of the best feuds on the indies just by... Acting like a WWE star still would love to see Matt Cardona back in WWE, Zack Ryder. Um, just another one that, that I was thinking about when seeing all these, you know, and seeing all these returns happen. Because if Zack Ryder's music hits in the Royal Rumble, people are gonna go nuts. Don't tell me they won't. They will. I know it. Let me let, just 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 turn up the radio. <laughs> Uh, backstage, Paul Heyman stops Jey Uso from going into Roman's locker room. Uh, says he'll talk to Roman about getting revenge on Logan Paul for punching him. Uh, then after that, we saw Shayna congratulate Ronda backstage. And as they're talking, Natalia walks up to say she would have been champ if she had answered the open challenge in time. And this prompts Shayna to quickly choke her out. And Ronda says, that's what we needed. Now, let me talk about this. Yes, this is something I've been wanting. I've wanted to see this forever. For so long, it feels like, dude. We're finally going to get the duo of Ronda and Shayna. Ronda as champion, Shayna being her enforcer. Will We see the other four horse women. I know one of them is in in a, a different company. I don't know what her contractual status is either. I don't know. I do. I would like to see the Four Horsewomen. God, that would be sick. If we could finally get the Four Horsewomen versus the Four Horsewomen. If Triple H can pull off that match and make it happen, it's one of those dream matches I want to see no matter what anyone says about it. I want to see it so bad, and it's really hard to make happen at this point. But if there's anyone who can make it happen, it's Triple H, and I have faith in him. <laughs> um, but either way. The fact that we're getting half the four horse women, two horse women as a duo together running roughshod is going to be sick. I'm super into it. I think that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are awesome. Big fans of both. Been fans of them for a while. They're badass as hell. I was going to gonna cuss for a second, but I stopped myself. They're badass, dude. They're badass. They're going to be kicking ass and eventually there's going to have to be some baby face that is strong enough to beat them. I don't know who that is, but to me, it's very much like a Brock Lesnar situation at this point with Ronda holding that title now. When someone finally does it, when someone takes it off for now, it's going to be a big deal. Next, we have Legato Del Fantasma versus Hit Row and Shinsuke Nakamura, Swerve Suki for the, <laughs> Swerve Suke for the night. Uh, the finish saw AJ Francis run up the ropes, Ooh, excuse me, I'm talking a little fast here. The finish saw AJ Francis run up the ropes, lucha style, then dunk on Santos Escobar on the top of his head. Shinsuke then hit the Kinshasa and uh and got the pinfall victory on Joaquin Wild. I liked that move that AJ did. Yeah, I realize you know getting hit on top of your head like that might not might not hurt the most, but it's no different than uh <laughs> than old school. Very similar, but it looks just as cool when a guy runs the ropes lucha style like that. I wouldn't mind seeing him do that more often. That's a fun looking move. I think that I'm kind of surprised to see Legato lose so quickly in this. Um, even with Shinsuke Nakamura helping hit Row out, um. I just kinda of, it kinda of feels like okay, was this feud already over? I don't know. It felt like I don't know. It kind of felt like that might end things to some degree. And 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 it really didn't even get started. So I don't know. I uh I was kind of confused at this match, to be completely honest, and it's just having kind of like a clean finish there. Um I do like seeing Shinsuke Nakamura being positioned as a big deal again. I think Triple H knows that he can be uh, a player in, in 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 the in the game here, he can that he is definitely one who can be one of the top talents if given the opportunity. And you're seeing like a new fired up uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's kind of like kind of like feeling more of like that NXT Nakamura that wants to have a, a you know five star classic against Sami Zayn. And I'm feeling it. So cool to see Nakamura here. Just kind of surprised. At uh, Legato losing just like that. Next, Roman Reigns is shown in his dressing room as Paul Heyman tries to remind him that it only takes one punch to get knocked out by Logan Paul. Gotta say props to Paul Heyman here. Props to Paul Heyman because I think most people looking at this on paper, I would say 99.9% of wrestling fans looking at this on paper go, Okay, well obviously Logan Paul is not winning. Why do I even... Why would I ever believe that he could? Why would I ever believe that he has a chance to beat Roman Reigns in his third match ever? Paul Heyman did a good job of laying out all the reasons why you should at least maybe buy into it a little bit. And if you didn't believe in all the things he did to sell you on that, you know, Brock won the UFC title in only his third fight, um, you know, it takes one punch. He's knocking people out. Broke someone's, you know, bro- broke his hand once punching. All these things, and then they get, but the, but you know, if those things all don't work for you, I like that you got the classic pro wrestling out of. He's got steel in his hand. He's got steel input into his hand from when he was injured once. Smart. It at least gives the slight. Ability to, to give you an illusion heading into the match that Logan Paul stands a chance. LA Knight is being interviewed backstage after that, but he gets interrupted by Ricochet, who threatens to shut him up if he keeps talking like he's God's gift to SmackDown. This was short, setting up a feud. But one of those things where I say I think L.A. Knight and Ricochet both have potential to move up the card. I wanted Ricochet to get more of a push, and it's been slow to get there. But putting him in a a program with an extremely charismatic mic man like L.A. Knight um, gives him the opportunity to talk on the mic, which he has not had a lot of up to this point. And if people want to say that mic work might be one of his negatives, which I don't agree with, this is is possibly going to be his opportunity to show everyone they're wrong. If he can hold himself on the mic and he can stand up to LA Knight in in a program, I think that I think it would do a lot of good for his character going forward because we don't get to see him get an opportunity to either prove people wrong or get a chance to to get more reps in to get better at it. I think this is going to be his opportunity. I'm looking forward to that. Next, we had Karrion Cross versus Madcap Moss. Karrion wins a fairly standard match here, then chokes out Madcap afterward with the cross jacket while cutting a promo on Drew McIntyre. Cross says that Moss, cross Moss, cross says Moss put up more of a fight than McIntyre did, and that when they're in a steel cage together at Crown Jewel, history will repeat itself this one um you know I think that Karen cross should be in more matches like this where he gets to showcase his various moves his energy his, his whole thing in the ring people need to see it more um and this wasn't too long to where it looked like he was struggling to beat madcap I think it was the right length um. Didn't need to be, you know, He, but, but although I personally th- would like to see him more dominant in matches. I don't think, I think it was, maybe, I guess it was maybe a little too long for my liking. But I understand not having him just straight up job out Madcap Moss, Someone who they've also invested a lot of TV time into. Someone who also um has potential to, ra- to rise up the card as well. So, I think that uh, I understand the reasoning, but um, both were a little... Because Moss was also protected here, I don't know if anything was really gained out of this other than the fact that afterwards Cross looked like an absolute psychopath by cutting a promo while uh, while Madcap Moss was locked in the Cross jacket. Made him look like uh, a killer, and I like that. Lastly, after the break, Bray Wyatt makes his entrance to cl- I thought that I had my computer muted. I apologize to all of you. think you just got a notification. Uh, Wyatt comes out. Uh, crowd's chanting, welcome back. He's laughing. He says when people do that, it makes him feel invulnerable. It makes him want to do something crazy. He says he's not hiding behind a mask anymore. It's just me and you right now. And that's what he wants people to get used to. Bray Wyatt the real man, the best version of him that will ever be. Bray then promises to do some spectacular things while he's here and that for a majority of life, majority of his life, he's been completely out of control. He says, my emotions don't work like most other people's. I don't have control. And sometimes it can send me to a very dark place, a place where he doesn't feel anything at all. And he says that there's a part of him that likes that he's not afraid to do horrible things and there will come another time when he's faced with some adversity and be asked to do something completely horrible the lights go out the masked man comes on the screen who we've seen as of late and he says who am i i'm just a ghost from the man who sold the world of of course the person says you killed the world you sent him away and when he says you sent him away, we see a flash on screen that looks like the fiend. He says, now you're just a shell of what you once were. And I say to revel in what you are, but you, sir are a liar. You claim you don't wear a mask, but we both know that's not true. Don't we? I can see you. You will never be able to hide from me. Your uncle. Howdy. The person then tells, uh, or excuse me, he says your uncle. Howdy. And that's the end. Uh, and, uh, I, I I should have mentioned, too, the mask is creepy as hell, dude. Creepy as hell. Like, this was so dark. Like, he's, like, in a top hat with this, like, scary old man look. And I love it. I love it so much. I love it. I love it. Because to me, when I watch this, I feel like I'm watching. I shouldn't say that. Let me rephrase that. When I'm watching this past few weeks I've kind of been in and out of some of these roundups because I've had important things happening in my life but in wrapping all these things together like I just like all the intrigue and like it looks scary like this this guy excuse me I say this guy it's clearly Bray Wyatt in the mask but I like that we're getting this like multiple personalities thing but it's not necessarily like it's not necessarily Bray Wyatt going through multiple personalities. It's like different characters played by Bray Wyatt that have different personalities. I don't think we're going to see these people manifest in the real world. I I just don't I don't think that's what's happening. I think we're I mean it's hard to figure it out if, if we're not going to see these people in real life but try to figure out the right way of wording this i just think that there's some deep stuff going on here and i really like it like i was someone who watched lost back in the day i loved it because with lost it would take me a week of looking at message boards and hearing what other people thought and talking it out with friends for me to finally come up with like what i think is going on or what i think this person was talking about this week but if I had to guess, like, if I had to, without a week to be able to do that, like, just breaking it down to, like, simple things of, like, liar, man who sold the world, you know, the QR code, which led to a thing that said liar a bunch, you know, saying, you know, the person saying, you claim you don't wear a mask, but we both know that's not true. It just, yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it seems like a multiple personality thing. It seems like Bray Wyatt... It seems like the people in Bray Wyatt's brain, the personalities in Bray Wyatt's brain, are mad that he expelled the most powerful one, the one that gave them all their power, the Fiend, and they're all trying to convince him to bring the Fiend back. Like, I think... Unless it's trying to bring back something of all those characters. Like, I don't know. Because we're seeing flashes of stuff from when he was cult leader Bray Wyatt on screen. But we're also seeing flashes of Fiend stuff on screen at times. So, maybe it's both. Maybe it's like trying to bring back all his really evil powers. Whoever this Uncle Howdy is in his mind. They're trying to bring back all his super-powered characters, and he's trying to hold them back. He, When he left, he was able to figure out somehow, I know that there was a mental institution document that was in one of the QR codes once, that maybe once he got released, he went to a mental institution, fixed himself, but now he's been brought back. He wants to be Bray Wyatt, the man, but all of his characters are fighting in his brain to get back out because they're mad that they were expelled and he is wearing a mask he's lying about being Bray Wyatt the man when they all know that they're in control and they want control back that's how I'm looking at it and damn that's deep I don't know that's deep for wrestling I know but I really like it I I like all this stuff I like thinking about it I like thinking deeply when I'm watching pro wrestling there's nothing wrong with that it's awesome and I gotta say, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, SmackDown, there's a lot of building blocks in place, but it's slowly becoming, like, very older NXT. It's reminding me a lot of the older NXT with some of those people in place. We got the Bray Wyatt's, we got an Emma, we got Karrion Cross. we got Legato, we got Hit Row, we got Sami Zayn, you know, we, we got Solo Sokoa, like... We got you know Shayna Baszler. We've got um, you know just a lot of people, Viking Raiders. um, Just a lot of people that that helped NXT and it's time that we're all some of the stars of NXT. Shinsuke Nakamura, Pete Dunne. The show's slowly starting to be built around these guys. You know, Raw has a lot of the WWE superstars, quote unquote um Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, you know, all you know, all those people. Um but they are starting to form two different vibes in you know, post Triple H in, or excuse me, in in a, in a in the first 3 months of a Triple H era, post Vince. Um you're starting to see two distinct vibes really being formed, NXT being more of the the wrestle the, the NXT You know, pro wrestling sports entertainment show, and you know WWE being Monday Night Raw being more of the classic what you'd remember from Monday Night Raw, but I but I am seeing a little bit of a divide between the two, and I'm digging it. Um, There's a little bit more of a of a wrestling vibe on 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 Friday Night SmackDown, so that's cool. I'm into that. All right, let's get out of here. I'm done. Before I get out of here though, completely, first want to say. Be safe celebrating Halloween this year. A lot of you guys are going to be going out. Make sure you're safe out there. Don't be drinking and driving. Get an Uber if you need one, uh, but be safe out there. Uh, Make sure you uh, tweet your wrestling costumes to WWE on Fox. I'm sure they'll probably retweet some of the best ones. Also, make sure if you're in this podcast feed that you leave a rating ...or a review. Well, I shouldn't say make sure. I guess that's very demanding. Please leave a rating or review. Is that nicer? Please leave a rating or a review. It helps us out a lot on our podcasts. You can actually leave a written review. Those are the ones that I'm reading here uh, at the beginning of the show usually. So uh, hook it up. I read them. I enjoy them. They make me happy. It's very oozy to leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you're subscribed to the feed as well. Also subscribe to WWE on Fox on YouTube. That's where you can find Out of Character every Wednesday on video. You can also find clips from Raw and SmackDown. There's YouTube Shorts. There's a Community tab. There's a lot happening on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. So make sure that you subscribe. And also go follow us, WWE on Fox, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Whatever social media platform you're on, there's 500 million of them, and hopefully they're not all owned by Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, but go go give us a follow on there as well. All right, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been another SmackDown Roundup.